Uh, hi everybody, I'm uh, Victor Gouveia. Welcome to Whose Blind Life Is It Anyway? I'm going to play a small video file just as a warning. Huh, it's not playing. Okay, just a warning folks. Uh, this episode of Victor's Thoughts, as well as future Saturday night uh, shows, are, well, for mature audiences only. It's going to have coarse language. At some point, we're going to have explicit, well, possible videos, I don't know, uh, Sexual pictures, blah, blah, blah. It's not suitable for persons under the age of 18. So, yeah, be careful when you tune in. Make sure that you don't have kids staring around the picture. While some of my videos you can have children watch, it's not advisable for this particular show and other shows that may come along on Saturday nights. So... Welcome to Whose Blind Life Is It Anyway, a Blind Perspective Network. I am your host, Victor Gouveia, and it's been a while since I did one of these Victor's Thoughts. Uh, yeah, it's been actually a while. Um, and I'm kind of doing it in conjunction with uh, the, uh, well, the show that's coming up on Saturday. Um, the fact is... We're having a new show on Saturday. It's going to be with me and Cynthia Keys Keefe, a.k.a. Angel. And uh, we're going to be talking about sexual sexuality, uh, sex, and various other, well, explicit things. Uh, each week is going to be different topic, and uh, it's going to be interesting. I know it will, because this week, our first show is on how to have phone sex or cyber sex. Now, that's not to say that we feel it's right. That's not to say that we feel it's good or bad. We are not judging. Phone sex and cyber sex will or will not happen. Now, whether you choose to have that with your partner, your girlfriend, your fiance, your wife, your husband, uh, whoever the case may be, or your mistress. <laughs> Or your your uh, your I don't know the guy you're cheating on your husband with, whatever you're going to have it or not. It depends on how you feel about it. Um, but Angel and I are going to talk about phone sex and cyber sex. I've had my share and. Angel's been a phone sex operator for on and off 18 years. So 
she kind of knows what she's talking about. And you should know that phone sex operators don't just sit there and play with themselves all day. In some cases, there are actually people who sit there and they just want somebody to listen to them. So you're probably asking yourself, why don't these people call, you know, counselors or something? Well, in a lot of cases, there's a huge waiting list for counselors or psychotherapists. For example, someone I know who lives out west is still waiting for her first psychiatric appointment. She's been waiting I don't know how many months to see a psychiatrist. Granted, COVID has put a damper on such things, but, you know, most doctor's appointments are virtual anyway. I know I had my psychiatric appointment, uh, I think it was about a month ago, two months ago. It was an assessment, and uh, I was under the impression I was going to have to wait a few months for that, but no, I didn't. So sometimes the easiest person to talk to is someone that you can pay. And consequently, the cheapest person to talk to is a phone sex operator who doesn't mind sitting there and listening to you well, spill it. Having said that, phone sex operators are just as human as strippers, topless dancers, prostitutes, women of the night, gentlemen johnnies, and by gentlemen johnnies, I mean escorts, male and female escorts. Some of them do it because they enjoy having sex. But the majority of them do it because they need the money. And uh, these people are humans. They do not deserve violence that happens to them. They don't deserve anything that happens to them in a bad way. And they have every right and protection under the law that everyone does. Especially now. Up here in Canada, prostitution is legal now. Which is ironic because soliciting prostitution is not. Go figure. Before I go on, I will say this. Guys, if you like what you're about to hear, slam that like button down. And definitely share and subscribe it. Uh, excuse me. Subscribe to my to the channel if you if you like and want to get notified. Hit that notification bell. 
And of course, you can also go like and follow our page on Facebook and, uh, you know, check us out on Twitter. There's no more Periscope, but we do go live on Twitter every now and again. Well, most times. And, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, of course, we're also available on podcast format. So if you want to check us out on Apple, Anchor, or Google, even Spotify, uh, if you have a uh, subscription to Spotify, you can, even if you don't, I think you can still uh, stream us on there. And lastly, of course, if you if you don't have any of those services, you can... Uh, Email me, whose blind life is it anyway, at gmail.com, and I can send you a a link to the Dropbox folder that contains the video and audio to all the episodes uh, in our library. There's about, uh, well, I can honestly say there's about 54 of them at this point. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I never thought I'd have 50 of them, let alone 54. Um, and I do these because, well, it seems like people want to watch them. Now, does that mean they like them? I don't know. I've had a few dislikes. For example, I don't think we said anything wrong when we did the Billie Eilish episode, me and Claudia. Yet we got three dislikes. I mean, what happened? I don't know. Who knows? Anyway, that happens. Haters gonna hate. I think is the time. I think that's what they say. But anyway, let's talk about what I do have. Wait. Oh shit! I just realized. Oh, I think I have a problem. Oh, I think I that was the volume. Okay. Okay, hold on. The following program is rated M for a mature audience. It contains coarse language. All right, there you go. Okay, all right. Now now my face is up. I'm sorry, folks. I'm sorry. Kinks happen. And like I said, you know, every so often they happen to me. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, as I said, um, yeah, I forgot what I was saying. Yeah, suffice it to say, sex workers of all kinds are humans too and deserve the protection and the rights afforded them under the law. And a lot of this stuff is legal. And like I said, it's ironic because soliciting for it isn't. 
And you have to say, I mean, let's be honest. Every so often you come to the newspaper classifieds or Craigslist or whatever, or Kijiji, and you find ads for women who want to escort you. Now, back in the 80s, a friend of mine who worked at a printing company actually printed up cards <laughs> as a joke, mind you. But they were cards that advertised my 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 sex services, and it had a little inter interesting price list on the back. And, uh, you know, there were various prices. And, uh, I mean, that was back when prostitution was illegal. Now it isn't. Prostitution isn't illegal. It's legal depending on where you have it. I mean, if you have it in your own home or in a particular location that's, well, um, zoned for that sort of thing, then it's legal. But you can't have it out in the street. You can't have it in an alleyway or a laneway or anything like that. Now, I say all of that because a lot of people tend to look down on these things. They tend to look down on phone sex and phone sex operators as being dirty. Yet other people look at it as cheating, especially if you're doing it with someone else. Now, this is, I mean, this is way in my history, way in my history. When I was younger, I, very, I, I had no social life to speak of. I didn't have friends because most of the time I was working. And I couldn't afford to go out with friends and or girlfriends. Having said that, I had a lot of friends. And they just happened to be of the female persuasion. And those female friends were, well, as is the case most often, very, well, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um... Well, when someone takes your looks for granted, I forget the term. It, it's, hey, it's late. But anyway, uh, basically, I was great for people to talk to. And this was before I was in college and learned how to actually counsel people. I was always easy to talk to. I was empathic. And women just loved to talk to me. I also invariably just loved to talk to them. Because 
you know, I liked hearing the bad things about their boyfriends. And at the same time, invariably, you get people who talk to you and then things get close. You get close. There's an emotional bond that's created in that sort of atmosphere. And it's, well, conducive to phone sex and cyber sex. Now, I'm using the term phone sex and cyber sex interchangeably now. It didn't used to be, because back in the 80s and 90s, cyber sex wasn't a, th a big thing. But now, where most, if not all homes, have Wi-Fi, and if a home doesn't have Wi-Fi, a person can easily obtain it by coming within 10 feet of Tim Hortons or a coffee shop or McDonald's. And that's free. Now, that's not to say that a person is going to sit in a McDonald's dining room and have phone sex with somebody. No. But they may go into the bathroom and do that. But let's just say the internet is available. So I'm using it interchangeably because both happen at some point in one way, shape, or form, whether it's phone sex, whether it's cyber sex, whether it's sexting. It all ends up in the same place. With blind people... Sexting, not so much. Because at the end of the day, it's really hard. Well, actually, even sighted people. I mean, at the end of the day, it's really hard to type with one hand and play with yourself with the, with the other. Although, actually, some people actually prefer to use your non-dominant hand to masturbate because it feels like someone else is doing it. I've never felt that way. I don't know why. I've never felt that way and I never could see it feeling that way. But hey, I'm I've not, I don't think I've ever been called normal. Well, I don't think I've ever been normal. I don't even know what normal is. Having said that, but you know, sexting can it can get pretty tenuous and, and especially sexting, it can get pretty serious. Having said that, there used to be email lists where people could exchange uh, audio files of themselves masturbating and or climaxing slash orgasming or coming and other people would download it and listen to it and enjoy it um that was more private because you could use pretty much any name and you can make up a fake email address like on gmail or something like that 
and uh, nobody would know who you are. The same with professional phone sex operators. You can call up these people. Granted, you give them your, your credit card number, but they don't know who you are. All they have is just a credit card number. And you get charged however many dollars per minute. and uh, Or it gets tacked onto your phone bill. I believe back in the old days, it used to be 900 numbers. Back in the 80s and 90s, everybody knew if you dial a $900, a 900 number, you were dialing a sex talk line. Excuse me. So these things existed, maybe not as, well, maybe not as prevalent because it wasn't as as much advertised as cyber sex is now. But I guarantee you, if phone sex had the exposure that cyber sex does today, I think people would find it's a very popular thing. Now, I find this rather odd because everybody is loving this new rage of VR. And by VR, I mean virtual virtual reality. In other words, you put on some glasses, if you can see, You put on some glasses and you spend time in this reality seeing what's in this reality and interacting with it. Uh, Some glasses have earplugs or earphones that you can put in your ears so you're fully immersed in the virtual reality. And, uh, you know, people get into that sort of thing. I've always thought as of phone sex and cyber sex as a different kind of virtual reality. Because let's face it, with phone sex, you can pretty much, well, do secret inhibitions, like if you're into S&M, sadomasochism, or pain and punishment. And if you like to be tied up or you like to tie up others, these are great breeding grounds to explore your fantasies. People have no problem watching, letting their mates or partners watch porn. But there's always a stigma that says, you know, they're watching porn. And some people feel it's okay. Some people think it's cheating. Because why are they watching porn when I'm right here? And I don't disagree. I mean, these are conversations you should have with your partners. 
or your boyfriends or girlfriends or your mates. But porn exists no matter what you say. Pornhub is a very real entity. It's a very real space on the internet. And it exists. Now, whether you agree with it or not, people watch it. Some people don't like it. Some people do. Some people live for it. Some people don't. There's mixed feelings all over the place. Although phone sex and cyber sex has been scientifically proven to have increased in the last 20 years. Scientifically, this is not conjecture. This is not anecdotal evidence. This is stuff that has been tabulated and formulated through scientific methods. In some cases, people used to say that men were more likely to watch porn. However, the proven trend is that women are just as likely to watch porn as men are. For example, back in the 90s, there was a huge company well, it, was a, it wasn't a huge company. It was a small company that was run solely by women. And they only did porn geared to females. Yes, there were male actors in the videos and couples and stuff like that. But it was geared from a woman's point of view, not from a man's. In other words the money shots for male pornography was different than the money shots for female pornography. And if you don't know what a money shot is, Google it. But these shots have grown in popularity amongst women. No more is it just a manly thing to watch porn. And yet you can sit there letting your kids go around with this VR headset, blasting people out of the out of the skies or killing people or driving cars down the down the street and running people over, blah blah blah. But you can't imagine them in a VR world with a naked woman. I honestly believe it's just as innocuous. I mean, you could say that emotions get involved and people want the phone sex as a substitution. For example, couples who tend to spend time apart in other cities, for example, 
will tend to have phone sex because they miss each other. Or they have phone sex as an enhancement to their sex lives. People do that. I remember having phone sex with one girl. And while her and I were having phone sex, her boyfriend, live-in boyfriend, would come along and start physically playing with her while I listened. And they enjoyed it. She was listening to me come. And I was listening to her come. Because her boyfriend was doing whatever to her. And there are people who like that sort of thing. So don't dismiss it as, I don't think it's cheating. I think it's VR sex. If anything, it's safer than sex. Because you don't have to worry about getting STDs, sexually transmitted diseases. You don't have to worry about someone killing you or someone raping you. But you do have to be careful. As with any particular thing, it has its downsides. For example, with cyber sex, we have there are people who use cyber sex as platforms to get victims, whether it be children, whether it be females, whether it be males. I'm not going to I'm not going to sit in judgment of males doing this because females do it also. We just don't hear about it because men are so stupid. They're embarrassed by what happens to them. But the fact is, men do get raped too. And people use catfishing as a way to lure in victims to assault, to rape, to kill, to kidnap. I mean, all you have to do is watch Law & Order's Special Victims Unit, and you can see how bad it is. And they show everything. I mean, they show all the bad parts of the web. And those bad parts exist. People actually go out there, make believe they're women or men who are actual teens trying to hook up with another teen or another child because their parents aren't taking care of their children and putting parental supervision on their online habits. 
So please, don't go meet someone from the internet unless you are sure of who you're dealing with. Don't just randomly grab someone and decide, hey, yeah, they're on uh, plenty of fish. Let's go hook up. Because you never know who you're going to get. I mean, just ask the first guy who went out on a blind date and he turns out he thought he was coming to dinner with a woman who looked like Kim Basinger. Only it wasn't Kim Basinger. It was Pippi Longstocking. Or worse, Daffy Duck. <laughs> but essentially, you get the idea. As with anything, you have to be careful, especially when you're dealing with the internet. You also have to be careful when you send pictures or videos that are sexually explicit. Because once it gets on the internet, it never dies. That stuff never dies. It's always out there. You may not think so, but it is. Someone may tell you that they've deleted the video and or audio and or picture, but in actuality, it's on a separate hard drive that they put aside that they don't want to delete. They want to keep looking at it every time they pleasure themselves. This sort of thing happens. People, someone close to me did that. She created a, a, a they created a video of themselves. And we happened to fall upon, uh, fall upon it by accident. And we weren't sure whether to tell their parents or not. Is, that, is it our responsibility to do so? Now, I have no idea whether this person actually sent out this video. I don't know if this person sent it to someone or whatever the case is. But you have to be careful. Especially when you're dealing with teen sexting. Teen videos and pictures. In that particular case, you're talking about child pornography. Possession. Dissemination. And by dissemination, I mean spreading it around. That's what dissemination means. But possession alone will get you at least seven years in most jurisdictions. So be careful what you do on the internet. Even your peer-to-peer -peer phone calls, like WhatsApp, it says that it's private, encrypted. 
but if it's encrypted, somebody's got to have the key. That just happens to be WhatsApp. There is a way to download these chats, these voice messages, these voice calls. So be careful. I've always believed that the government is listening to everything you do on the phone, on your computer. They have keywords that they listen for, that they want to hear. And, you know, they're watching you. And unfortunately, unless you live off the grid, that's a reality in today's world. There are cameras everywhere. On the streets, in shops, in houses. And they're all filming you. But what you do in your own home is private in most cases. And it's safe. So these things are out there and you have to be careful with them. But like I said, I view phone sex and cyber sex as virtual reality porn. Because that's all it is. It's a way for a person to get off because they don't have someone physical to get off with. Does that mean it's right for a person to go out and have phone sex with another person, even though they're in a committed relationship? I don't know. That's up for you and your partner to decide. In most cases, Insecurities in relationships abound on one side or the other. Men may feel their wife doesn't look at them the same way they do other people, other guys, or people like Brad Pitt. And a woman doesn't feel that her boyfriend or husband is looking at them the right way because their secretary happens to look prettier or something, have lighter hair, bigger tits, a nice rounded ass, tighter jeans. Whatever the case is, 
but it's usually because of insecurity that people feel that phone sex and or cyber sex is cheating. I don't believe so. And yes, some of you will disagree with how I feel, and that's cool. You can. And I hope you understand that I disagree with how you feel. I've always found phone sex and cyber sex to be, well, virtual reality porn. In other words, porn that you can actually interact with. In fact, for blind people, that's the best kind of porn there is. Because let's face it, you don't have to look at anything. You don't have to strain your eyes. You just sit back, listen to a person come, and enjoy that that person is having these feelings because of something you said or did. So it's kind of gratifying, isn't it? Especially if you're into that, making other people feel good. I mean, I'm not even going to talk to you about my psychiatric need for that. That's something to be discussed on future episodes, maybe on the mental health show we're going to be doing. Having said that, how you feel about phone sex and cyber sex is up to you and your partner. You cannot beat free phone sex and free cyber sex. You cannot beat that. Like I said, it's interactive porn. Interactive pornography, if you don't know what porn is. And these are things that you get to interact with. For example, you can't watch a porn movie and ask the actors what they're feeling. When I had sight, I used to be into porn movies. Heavy into porn movies. And once I lost my sight, porn movies just became useless to me. In fact, actually, yeah, it became less than useless. And I don't even want to get started on described porn. Because that's just something that shouldn't exist. So, where are we? Well, I've told you how I feel about phone sex and cyber sex. But how do you feel about it? Make sure you tune in on Saturday night. 
11 p.m. to catch Angel and I on a Saturday night sex show. It'll be our first show. Sorry, our first show in this category. We already have a regular sh- two regular shows. The Meet a Friends show on Mondays at 10 a.m. And, of course, the Friday film feature that I do with Claudia. Sorry, I said that wrong. Yeah, Mondays at 10 a.m. And on Friday at 10 a.m., it's the Friday film feature with Claudia and I. And we discuss what we think about various movies that are released or that we've watched with description. And uh, you can decide whether you want to watch it or not. But again, the Saturday Night Sex Show is not for youngsters. It's not for children ages 18 and younger. Unless... you will be there to explain what we talk about to your youngsters. If you feel they have... Well, if you feel open enough to discuss this stuff with your kids, I think you should do so. Don't make them have to learn about sex through porn movies. I mean, how would you feel if your partner was reading a romance novel read by the opposite sex? Well, that's essentially what phone sex and cyber sex is. That's how I feel about it. But again, there's phone sex and cyber sex. There's a more reality to it. Even though the phone sex operator will tell you, no, there isn't. <laughs> uh, and it's true. I mean, she would, uh, Angel will tell you that in a lot of cases, in fact, most cases, she was standing there cooking dinner while Buddy was jacking off. In other words, the only nakedness that was going on with her at the time was the nakedness of the chicken she was cooking. Or turkey, if it happened to be Thanksgiving. I don't know. But you get the idea. You know, sometimes it's real, sometimes it's fake. But the pleasure is usually mostly real. So again, I feel it's porn. But I'm always looking for your opinion. How do you feel about it? Do you think it's something people should do? Do you think people should entertain the idea of it? Do you think people should explore fantasies with it? 
that they can't with their spouses or their girlfriends. People do do that. They use phone sex to explore fantasies that they wouldn't otherwise do with their mates. So phone sex isn't just coming out of the blue. This stuff is out there. And people do it for a lot of reasons. Having said that, I think we should check the comments and see if there's any... No, no comments. So we're good. How long have we been on? Oh, wow. Almost an hour. Boy, can I talk. Holy crap. You know, I've never thought I could talk this long. I mean, if you had told me back when I was 15 that I'd be doing something like this, I would have said, you're fucking crazy. No way. I was too insecure. I mean, they called me four eyes and fatso. By the way, if you have sight, please disregard the bandages on my face. Apparently, shells don't like me. And that's not something I can control because they pop out of nowhere. They're very discourteous that way. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining in on the uh, show today. And remember, tune in on Saturday night when Angel and I will... Uh, be here to answer your sexual questions, if you have any. And we're going to be talking about phone sex this week. Next week? Who knows? Maybe we'll talk about dolls. Maybe we'll talk about sex toys. Who knows? Or sexual positions. Hey, there's something interesting. You never know what you're going to hear on the Saturday Night Sex Show. So tune in and check us out. So guys, thank you for joining me. And thank you for being a part of the show. And uh, we'll see you uh, next time.